So I say we stay the course, um, but we're not going to rush to meet them. Okay, so favorable terrain. Rig goes roaring over you, coming off of a berm. Uh, one of them lets out a roar war. Sorry, a war <laughs> roar. <laughs> a what? You mean a war cry? <laughs> but I was going to do an arctic surge. Because <laughs> if they're dead, they can't shoot a gun. Uh, the small one? Dies. Okay. I'm going to break check the guy. 4 die 10 plus 17 for the damage that you dealt to the guy who got caught between these two vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes shift to deep blood red as the thing has gone berserk. Welcome one and all to the Dive of the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John. I'll be the GM for this game. I'm Tom. I play Lycos 9, the Android Solarian. I'm Brent, and I play Sparks, the Ahsoki Mechanic. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Domash, the Lashunto Technomancer. And I'm Lisa. I play Kerr Sylvanen, a Vesk Soldier. So as you may have recalled, the golem just went berserk, and it is now its turn in the initiative. So Kerr, watch out. Whoa. Is it still, just to clarify, is it still at the top? Like it's not in the main area yet? Yeah, it's like gripping onto the edge okay. and with no sense of self-preservation or anything other than attacking the closest person to it. Uh, it pistons two vicious electrical punches at you. Uh, AC, the lower of the two is AC 27. Case, or sorry, EAC 27. That's the lower? That's the lower. Is it versus combat maneuvers by any chance? It's not. My... You sure it's not KAC? I'm sure it's EAC. <sighs> Yeah, it hits. All right, you're hit twice then. Ooh. For how much? Remember your medic ring. All the damage. <gasps> dun, right. dun, dun. 25 from the first one and 27 from the second. Oof. Yeah, each, com- each accompanied with a sonic bang as the pulse gauntlet uh, arcs out upon impact. Ow. How are you looking? I'm almost out of stamina. I've got three stamina points left. All right. You also have a, he- a ring that just got charged full of healing. I yeah. do, but let me do some tallies because it's it's. The fact that you just took that much damage and you're still in stamina at all is pretty impressive. That's my job. But uh, <laughs> heads up, everybody! He's pissed yeah. off. All right. The two turrets fire one at the rig and one at Sparks. Uh, neither of which come close to hitting. Good. Jerks. Man, these turret operators on that, on that interceptor are like <laughs> the I'm imagining dregs. like a Yosemite Sam just like banging, you know, all over the place. I am, I imagine it kind of like Stormtrooper, like yeah, the Stormtrooper <laughs> school of shooting. All right, Kerr, you are up. Okay, I'm going to hit him. Specifically trying to hit him so that he will get knocked off. Okay, so you can try to make a combat maneuver to knock him away, but the, the DC's going to be a lot higher. Yeah, that's going to be rough. That's harder. Okay, I just want to hit him because he was... Low, though, I I feel like Berserk is like, I just unlocked his next health bar. <laughs> or you did, because when you Yeah, hit him, technically, I think I pushed him over the edge. Well, hopefully I can push him over the edge. Here we go. Ooh. Uh, 31. That'll hit. Yeah, I think at this point, we just focus fire and burn him down. Yeah. It's usually when you hit the enraged thing. Right? 31 damage. <laughs> burn face. 31 damage. Hot dang. She's maxed on one of them. All right, what does that look like? It is now looking almost destroyed. So you went from severely damaged to almost destroyed. What does that look like as you hit it? Is he like android enough that I can mostly behead him? Oh, it's still like humanoid in shape. It looks like a like a huge guy, but it's just like a little bit of flesh with a lot of cybernetics. Okay. I'm going to slash him right across the chest, mm-hmm. just trying to cut him in half, basically. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, your Doshko digs deep and energy arcs out of it. I'm totally ex- imagining that T-1000 scene where he's all like springy after he got exploded. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Noemi, you're next. All right, let's, I, I, I don't believe that I can, I can finish him, but I'm going to do my best. Finish him. No, that's an <laughs> AC-16. That'll miss, unfortunately. Well, I distracted him with my shot. <laughs> he looks over his shoulder <laughs> and goes, what was that? All right, Lycos, let me get into post-piloting from you as you're attempting to get rammed by the interceptor. No, we're attempting to not get oh rammed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know I saw it. It, like, slid across on the 20, fell off the paper, and rolled to a 7. Oof. Wow. So, 21. 21? All right. Uh, you're going to be bested in this case. The rig is going to take 10 points of damage. Brent, you got that? Yep. But thank you for checking. Good job, Brent. real possibility that I would not have gotten that. Uh, and you're going to have a hard move on your turn as some terrain's going to come, like you're you're knocked off course and there's going to be some dangerous terrain coming at you if you don't evade it. 
Uh, speaking of which, it's your turn. Right. I'm assuming that has to use my standard action, right? Uh, it'll be a move. Piloting is a move action. Okay. So how far away are the the guys in the turrets from me? I'd probably say like 60 to 90 feet, depending Damn. on what time you uh, you act. Never mind. All right. Yeah. I guess I'll just try to uh, navigate the terrain while still kind of trying to gain some speed. Okay. 25. All right. That will be good enough to dodge out of this hazard. A archway of uh, thicker stone was like directly in your path, but you managed to like curve up on one side of it and then maintain your course. <gasps> Sorry, I just had the thought of wouldn't it be cool to if there was like a, a, a ramping archway so I could do like a sonic spin down the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> there's, a, there's a tunnel of sandstone. You do like a, a sweet 360 <laughs> about it. Uh, Kerr is like lifted weightlessly off her feet for a moment before the deck writes itself and you land down hard. Sparks. Uh, I'm going to take another shot at the golem guy and see what we can do here. Fire away. Alright. Ooh, that's a 15. That'll miss. Yeah. Alright, the golem's going to take two more big swings at Kerr. Uh, One's going to miss wildly, but the other one is going to be... uh, EAC of 20, 31. Yeah, that hits. 19 points of bludgeoning and sonic damage. Bludgeoning and sonic? Mm-hmm. Uh, does that have any effect? I don't think you have any resistances. I'm just... Just flavor? Yeah. Okay. What's that look like as you're hit into hit points? It looks like math. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you can use your ring. And then you feel better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my ring. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, I'm into hit points. Not like... I'm not dying yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Which I mean, we've been there before, yeah, no, so Many perspective. Times. <laughs> I, I'm all right, but I'm I'm hurting. Gotcha. Are you bleeding? Te- technically, I don't know. Is that like a a rank? So now that you're in hit point damage, like a, a like blow a- actually like struck true. So most of the time before, it's been like bouncing off your armor. You've been narrowly dodging, but this one actually like solidly shot you. So where did you get hit? Like, what's that look like? He got you in the tail, not my tail. <laughs> <laughs> you started with teed. I thought you were going a different direction for a second. I was really concerned. Wow. Oh, wait. I think maybe somebody might have got hit by a turret. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. Somebody, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sparks. Mm-hmm. Uh, EAC 26. Oh, just barely. All yeah. right. Hooray. I could roll the turret damage for once. <laughs> All right. You're going to take 23 points of damage and Ow. are illuminated by coruscating energy. Oh, Single-handedly feel a sweet rave now. Don't even try to turn invisible. (laughs) All right, Kerr. I'm going to hit him. Yes, I'm going to hit him. 31. All right, that'll hit. Also 31 damage. Like you do. Like you do. All right, would you like to describe how you finish off this uh, cybernetic foe? Sure. So last time I slashed him across the chest, so I'm going the other way now. I'm just making an X, Mm -hmm. and he'll just be opened up like... Like a little paper cootie catcher. <laughs> you can figure out who your future husband's going to be off of this. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, it's a fortune teller. <laughs> All right, well, the pro- the uh, future is not looking bright for this uh, cybernetic golem as it <laughs> peels to the ground uh, destroyed. Next, play a game of MASH. <laughs> did guys play that in high school? It's just me? No, hmm? I actually did. I remember that one. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Match? MASH. Mansion, apartment, shack, oh, or yeah. house. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I sort of have an idea, but I still... It's all coming back. No. You have a, a teenager daughter. You should know about these things. Yeah, you know how hard it is to get her to talk to me about what goes on in her life? Oh, oh school. Cool. All right. Yeah, no. It's not an easier with a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she talks to her mom about a lot of stuff, but like, I'll, like, I try to make sure I feel engaged, and like half the time it's like I'm pulling teeth to get like a little bit of information out of her. Now so. get 22 of them and put them in a room. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Noemi, it's your turn. Uh, the borders have all been destroyed or okay. retreated back to their rig. Uh, the rig hasn't pulled off of pursuit yet. Right. Uh, and you're in the turret like hatch, but you're not holding the turret presently. Correct. Because the turret has not been my friend. Um, do I know that like if I did like a microbot assault, it might like be enough to... Like uh, hamstring the driver. It might bother them. It wouldn't necessarily like incapacitate them, but it might make it more difficult for them to try to do their their driving. Okay, I think that's what I'm going to throw at them because I mean, and so 
That's I'm going to throw it in their general direction. Okay. Um, Spit it in your general direction. Basically. So microbots swarm out of the back of your ship, and or not ship, sorry, out of the back of your rig, and pour over the front and into the driver compartment on the interceptor. Just imagine it's like when you go through a big swarm of bugs. Except these bugs are reassembling themselves out of thin air. <laughs> yes. Also terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like I'm needing a post piloting check from you. 20. All right. Yeah. He tries to steer you into more hazardous terrain, but you are not steered. What would you like to do? It's your turn. Uh, what's, how's the distance between the two of us? Like, what's that looking like? Um, it's probably pretty close, like uh, between sixty and thirty feet. Like he's trying to, like he was trying to crowd you. Is there? Uh, he's still basically behind me, right? Yeah, he's on the in your rear right now. Um, is there any place where I could potentially do like a hard turn that he might miss or not be able to make as deftly? Okay, like what are you trying to accomplish? Well, I mean, basically, it's like a maneuvering thing, right? If I can make a hard turn, he's not expecting it and can't make it as deftly. He either might miss it and keep going forward because we're in kind of like a rocky canyony area, mm-hmm. or he fucks it up slams into something <laughs> okay like you're trying to totally shake him or reposition in relation a bit of both i mean like it, whatever the options are presenting i mean if it's t- if we're going kind of going left and i can get shake him then that's one option but if i can kind of maybe get behind him and then just start shooting him instead of him being able to just to kind of throw borders at us okay then that's also an option gotcha uh yeah all right uh post piloting would be appropriate here oh i got a pretty good one jinxing best no pressure it really likes that seven. It really does. 21. 21. No, unfortunately, I got 30. So, uh, oh man, <laughs> I had to roll like a 10. I had you, 10, but uh, yeah. I had to roll that well. Yeah, you are, uh, you're unable to, to shake him right now. Uh, it's the, the, despite the microbots messing with his, uh, vision, uh, he's staying in hot pursuit. Uh, Sparks. This rig is a lot like ours, right? It's not like some, like, low tech clunkery thing, right? No, this one's pretty high. All the okay. rigs seem to be pr- of pretty, High quality manufacturer. Okay. So would I be able to, using the wireless hack and my um, overload ability, Mm -hmm. like, so what that does is like one system is basically non-functional for a round. Would I be able to like overload his steering or something like that? So he can't like, like if we tried that thing again, would he have like a penalty to it or something? What I'll say is uh, make a computer use check. And for every five points you get, you're going to give him a minus one on the roll. Okay. That's probably... I'll take that. Total of 30. Okay, so that'll be a minus six. Sweet. Take that, jerk. All right. Uh, the border golem is destroyed. Their turrets are going to fire upon your ship. Uh, ooh, actually, both hit. Well, they're finally getting it together. Uh-oh. After enough practice. <laughs> enough monkeys in a room. All right. <laughs> they wrote typewriters. All right, 20 damage to the rig from the first hit. Ah, and 19 from the second. Ah, okay, that was actually a lot. So we're trying to GTFO? I'm working on it. If you guys would shoot the car. All right, Kerr, back to you. Do you want this turret back? Kinda. You're yeah. not using it, are you? Nope. All right, I'll let you guys go ahead and swap as your move actions. Kerr, you can fire this round if you want to. I will do so. All right. Plays. Uh, 21. 21 uh, will hit. Math, go. <laughs> 21. All right. Also, I'm going to use my ring to heal myself a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm not back at full by any stretch of the means, but I'm slightly better. Noemi. Yes. You're up. Do I know if I... So they're they're still... They're close to us-ish? They're pretty close. They're in hot pursuit right now, yeah. Probably okay. about between... 40 feet? Yeah, I'd say okay. so. Um, so I'm going to attempt to hit them with my son- one of the turret uh, operators with my sonic pistol. Okay. Would that be possible? Yeah. All right. Also, if they're further than that, you still can fire at them. You just have minus two. Right. I'd rather not have minus two. Sure. 25. That'll hit. For 11. You can see the, the turret gunner like reel from the, the shot. Their driver's going to try to come up and knock a bunch of like dirt and, dirt and debris under your windshield okay. and blind you. Uh, opposed piloting. God damn. Uh, 21 again. I'm not rolling that one for a little while. All right. You still got it Lucky though. Lucky seven. Uh, with all the negative modifiers that have been thrown onto this guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's having a hard time even keeping control of his rig not to mention messing with yours uh you're up all right i'm gonna try the kind of shaking or repositioning maneuver again much better 30 oh yeah you crushed it so you can basically get fair escape from this scene just kind of paint the scene of your losing these guys okay so 
uh, as they're kind of trying to get like dirt on our windshield, uh, Lycos just kind of like jerks the wheel hard, uh, and the rig just kind of fishtails out, and so they just kind of almost 90 degree turns in a different direction. Uh, they're not quite able to get the same kind of uh, leverage as they're coming around for their turn. Uh, and their uh, vehicle just kind of totally spins out and slams into another rock wall, uh, kind of leaving them stalled out. All right. Did you drift? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, as you are getting escape, there's a few kind of parting shots from their turrets, but they're, they're seeming kind of low power and uh, either go wide or glance harmlessly off the Aetherin Burner's armor. Huzzah! A Huzzah. cheer from the crowd. Woo. Woo. Let's go ahead and get a survival check to plot a course and then a piloting check to get there safely. <laughs> Who did worse? Me, probably. Who has survival? I I rolled so that's 32. So Sparks is going to do survival. Total of 23. There we go. So now when it's not life or death, I'm rolling better. <laughs> All right. So you maneuver your way out of the canyon without any further issue. And uh, with your survival, you manage to kind of get your bearings again in this like dusty wasteland. And then as you get back up to ground level uh, from within the wash that you were in, uh, you can see on the horizon like repeated lightning strikes into the same location. And you pretty much figure that that is your destination. Let me get a physical sciences from anyone who can test it. Roll the seven. 20. I'm not trained. 27. All right. Uh, Sparks, you begin seeing uh, little like arcs of electricity begin building up on pretty much all the metal surfaces. Uh, it seems like the ambient air is getting much more heavily charged. Uh, this, the storm clouds above you are like roiling dangerously. Uh, it looks like something's about to be going down uh, in this in this region. What do you... Um, let's see. Do I have anything by which I could, like, ground in a safe way? You know what I mean? Um, Isn't our rig grounded? Like, if yeah, our I rig gets hit, wouldn't we be... Yeah, but it's open top. Well, the biggest thing is, like, everybody inside if we can, right? I assume it's since it's open top, there's some mechanism by which we can, like, shelter ourselves from that? Yes, you may want to stay stationary just in case there's any like systems issues that come from direct strikes, but uh, you're able to kind of put the system on a, like a lockdown there. Okay. You just got to kind of bunker down for a little while. Okay. We'll do that then. And I'll warn everybody, like, don't touch anything you know, metal, basically. All right. Very staticky. Am, am I holding metal? What's the... <laughs> no, you can... The, the rig is made to be... To, to weather this. Mm. It's just not optimal to be driving while you do so. Let's so, drive into it. Yeah. <laughs> So you're basically caught in a lightning storm. Mm. Uh, the the rig is struck several times. Like the only repercussion of it is it seems to be kind of charging its own batteries. Mm. Uh, it's unsettling to have direct lightning strikes like plunging down around you. Yeah. Uh, but the construction of the rig seems to keep you safe from the the worst of it. Sweet. Uh, if you like reach out to any of you, each other, you get like a, a heavy like electric shock, but nothing dangerous, just uncomfortable. Uh, you can use this opportunity and a resolve point to take a short rest if you want to, and recover. We'll do that. Does that mean I get to have recover points? Uh, yes, you can recover all your stamina points by spending a resolve. I will spend a resolve. I'm back up to full. The light level on the planet is fairly dark now. It seems like uh, the sun has set, but the thick roiling storm clouds that cover most of it keep it sort of bathed in the perpetual twilight that has now shifted to night. Uh, it's hard to kind of get your night vision going, those of you who don't have some means of dark vision, because every few moments there's like a bright flash of white that completely blows out your uh, your daylight vision. Although, I guess you have those contacts, so it's not really a big deal because you have dark vision now. So, yep. uh, no one's overly bothered by, <laughs> by it. <laughs> it's just kind of a mild As it turns annoyance. out. I'm just kind of setting the scene here. <laughs> Go ahead and test perception real quick while this uh, goes on. 18. Anybody else joining me? 22. Oh, I was going to say 22, but that blew me out of the water, so hey. I'm good. I'm not going to do whatever they rolled. Okay. Sparks and Kerr. Off to the rig's left in the distance, some sort of large shape moving in the darkness. You can only see it when the lightning strikes. Uh, it appears to be a large octoped, um, reptilian in shape and long, probably about... If, if It's tough to gauge because you can only see it in these flashes, but you'd probably gauge between 100 and 200 feet long. Are we sure we can't drive in this? <laughs> uh, are we? <laughs> uh, the, according to the... Like the safety instructions in the uh, glove box, then it's not recommended. Does the safety instructions say anything about this? The, 
Does it? Uh, <laughs> life sciences would be the appropriate thing for this. If you want more detail. It's a thing. 28. 17. Six. Okay. I'm not trained. <laughs> Just, yep, that's I an animal. I can hit things really hard, but you need to know stuff. I don't know anything. Noemi, um, you know that on Galarian that was, there were a species of curious reptiles called shocker lizards. Uh, basically small. Uh, small. These were fairly small. Uh, I mean, small by like overall standards. Uh, but they could like fire jolts of electricity and were empowered by it. Uh, this seems to be sort of a genetic cousin to these things, but as opposed to being like cat-sized, uh, this thing is an enormous behemoth. Uh, it moves slowly, and it, the when you see the lightning strike, it's because it's striking the creature directly. There are a number of like spiny plates along its back that seem to serve as lightning rods. Uh, it doesn't seem to be overly bothered by the direct lightning strikes, and it's sort of basking amongst the storm. It's like a lizard on a hot rock. Does it seem to care about us? Like, is it uh, noticing us and acting aggressively like it wants to fight? Or is it just freaky looking and chilling near near us? It doesn't seem to have noticed you. Uh, it's kind of freaky looking and chilling near. Uh, it's, it's Like I said, it's tough to gauge distance, but uh, you'd probably say it's about uh, four to 500 feet away. I say we leave it alone uh, unless it acts aggressively towards us. And then we hit it with uh, Spark's Disintegrator Cannon. Yep. In the meantime... I'm naming her Isabella, <laughs> and we'll just chill here. Kerr's softer side cracks me up. <laughs> Big sparky lizard friend. Yeah, uh, sparky could be a cousin, lizard. right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Her name is Isabella. Is that a deep avatar deep cut there, Tom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it. <laughs> Took a second to sink in, didn't it? It did. I made sure I heard you right. <laughs> I missed what she said. Sparky boom boom lizard. Oh, <laughs> we just rewatched the whole series. It's been a minute. It's All right. Show. Yeah. So it's going to take two hours for the storm to pass. Uh, what are you guys doing in the meantime? Cleaning weapons. Staring at each other awkwardly. Playing that little fortune game because that guy inspired us. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume I can't do anything to repair the ship because it's being actively struck by lightning a bunch. Yeah, it would be inadvisable at the moment. I assume I can't. There's not like a small thing I could use mend on or anything like that panels or because i can only do up to one bulk so it'd have to be something small okay um i'll let you roll me uh i guess like roll me 2d6 you can recover that many hit points of of damage as you uh through use of mending seven so you're able to heal seven points of damage to the rig through occasional mends keeping an eye on the lizard yeah lizard watch do we want to take shifts (laughs) Yeah, I think Sparks is using his exocortex to like take pictures of it. <laughs> Kinky. Yeah, you're able to get some pretty good shots. Nice. Uh, Very dramatic lightning. Mm-hmm. You know. As the storm begins to abate, it seems like it doesn't really want to be above ground afterwards, and you get a good like kind of action shot of it burrowing beneath the earth, uh, just tearing through the hard-packed wasteland um, as though it were mud, uh, leaving only like a ridge of spines visible. Uh, afterwards. That's only slightly terrifying. Yeah, yeah, note to self. That could be underneath us at any moment. <laughs> yeah, avoid uh, spines and ridges that look like spines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but as the worst of the storm abates, you can flip on the headlights and continue on. Do we need headlights? Yeah. You would be highly advised to because even though you have dark vision, it's not very distant. So, <laughs> <laughs> Like a deer. <laughs> at, the, at the speeds you'd be going, you'd be... You have like a fraction of a second to react between seeing an obstacle and plowing into said obstacle. <laughs> a lightning deer. Oh no. I'm going I feel into the danger zone. Like, I was going to say, I feel like Lycos and I would be driving with the headlights on and then turn them off and be just like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> While we no, all frantically it, yell at him to turn no, them back on. No, it, it's when we hit like a downslope, then he puts it into neutral and turns the headlights off and it just starts to go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he does that at least once and then we all scream at him to turn the headlights back on. <laughs> No Emmy at least screams at him. I don't know how the other two feel about it. Put the rig back in gear. (laughs) (laughs) So you eventually make it to a large, like extended flat surface. You're in the floodplains, presumably, and you can see where these lightning strikes continue to blast down. Uh, Now you can see big spotlights and like clear signs of civilization ringing this this power tower. Uh, It takes about another... We had our war roar, now our power tower. (laughs) I'm feeling very very rhymey this evening. (laughs) 
So it takes about another half an hour to get there. Uh, as you begin pulling in, a big loudspeaker blares out. Whoa! Living on a <laughs> From where do you hail and what's your business? What's we come that? seeking a door. What, are we going to be all mystical now? Yeah, all right. That is literally what we're here for. I don't know. <laughs> oh, where are my notes? Where, what was this name we came from? Fallen, Fallen right? That's Fallen. where we're headed. Yeah. Oh, there's like, sorry, as you approach and you can hear this hail, uh, the city of Fallwin, or the, it's kind of a big town, small city. Mm-hmm. It's got a metal wall ringing the outskirts of it, or ceramic. You're, it's kind of tough to tell from this distance, with a, f- a trio of gates that you can tell because they're both covered by uh, two guard towers with heavy weapon emplacements uh, on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are spotlights kind of searching the wastelands around, and a few of them are shining on your rig. Uh, you're under the assumption you're being targeted by heavy weapons, uh, although they haven't opened fire yet. Okay. Uh, I, beyond, you can see this, at the center of town is an enormous power plant uh, with a great tower in the center, which is being struck by lightning like every few seconds. Uh, the noise is cacophonous, and you're having a hard time kind of hearing them over the like almost constant rumble of thunder. I assume we have some sort of means of... Yeah, you've got like okay. a PA. Um, we hail from the city of Kroon, uh, have we reached Fallwin? You have. Whose rig is that? We uh, rented it from Oshar's Outfitters. One of Oshar's, and it kept you one piece? Well, we, it wasn't easy. We had to put our own uh, blood, sweat, and tears into it. Surprised we kept it in one piece. Anyone who's braved the race of Asria in a rig is practically a native here. Come on in. And the gates rumble open, allowing passage for your rig to come through. You can see a like a handful of people kind of walking the streets. They stop and look at your rig coming in, uh, throwing up a like a friendly wave as a presumably friendly face is beckoned through by the gate guards. Of the people that you see moving around, it's a little bit of departure from Absalon because everyone is like clearly armed. This is kind of like a open carry frontier town. So we're in Texas. <laughs> but like Texas 150 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as like necessity to carry guns constantly. Are there saloons with like swinging doors? Like, you certainly pass by a few as you're bringing the rig over. Uh, as you pass through, one of the guards is kind of hanging out of the tower and like uh, throws his hand up and he says, If that's one of those shards, you're going to want to go ahead and take it down to the left. Look for his rig yard. Thanks. Take us over, Lycos. Left it. Right. make a. Drive check, or am I good enough? No, you're fine. You're just kind of cruising through the... Watch out for that child! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I very much do not watch out for the child. <laughs> Oops. Mom so, snatches him back at the last minute. Shakes her fist at you. As you, uh, as you pull up to the rig yard, you can see a, a hangar bay similar to what you had at Oshar's main location. You can see, again, Oshar's Outfitters logo, and a creature of some kind comes out to greet you. Uh, said creature is a vlaka, a wolf-like humanoid uh, who comes out with kind of grayish-white uh, fur, much like a, a husky would have or like a, a gray wolf, uh, which all appears to be kind of standing on end and like completely poofed out. He has a scowl on his face as he uh, waves you all over. Weather not really agreeing with you? No, it is not. Pull the rig over this way and you can pull it through. Little bit of damage. Let me see your papers. All right, we hand him our rental agreement. Show them what we got the extra insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Good move. Uh, and as he's like inspecting it, he says, uh, what's your plan for your plunder? Plunder? Yeah, you've got a, I mean, inoperable, but still mostly intact uh, cyborg in here. Oh, I hadn't really thought of that. Sparks, do you know? Engineering check, I guess, to know if it's... If he's worth something, yeah. salvage. Ooh, dark. Ooh, are we taking him with us? <gasps> Can we take him on our side? New body for was, Yeah, that's what I was thinking actually. <laughs> Not that he wants to be a combatant, but like, <laughs> but if he can become option. a supercharged mecha golem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? All right. Uh, so make engineering and make mysticism. All right. I guess you can make mysticism also if you wanted to. Oh, I didn't roll terribly. <laughs> Fifteen. Twenty-one. Thirty-four on the engineering. All right. A cybernetic body like this could certainly house Renault with uh, only slight modifications. 
However, the elemental spirit that's also housed within the golem may have some issues with that. Ooh. Hmm. What if we made them friends? The thought plickens. Hmm. I was going to say, but what you if we... heard that too then, right? I did. Okay. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Uh-huh. Um. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> oh my God. Um, do we know if we could bring said elemental spirit to our side, sort of? Like, because obviously he was working for the bandits. Uh, make another mysticism. Okay. Yeah, how temperamental are spirits? 27. Uh, the elemental spirits are fairly wild. They're only kind of, uh, they're like bound through magical obligation to serve the creator. Um, the bonds wavering is what causes this creature to like berserk when it did. Okay. Uh, it would be difficult to wrangle uh, for a mage of your skills. Yeah, giving result a berserk button it might not be the best gift. Mm. Or is it? <laughs> He might get kicked out, destroyed What's mentally. like the chassis and all that worth? With your engineering check, I'd probably say you could you could probably ballpark it at about 20,000. Not nothing. But well, I mean, minus damages, obviously, right, right. but... I assume I would probably be able to repair it, so... For whatever that's worth. But, um... How do Maybe we- you let him... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, we were planning on uh, selling them. Yeah. Figure we can get some good, good credits for the scrap. Yeah, I can put it to the scrapyard for you. Uh, what do you say, three uh, k for the whole shebang here? It's pretty, it's pretty messed up. So, I'd really be doing you a favor. I don't know. I think we can get more for it. What do you think, Sparks? Oh yeah, I could probably fix this thing up, no problem. I, I I'm partial to just keeping it, frankly. How well, much is that wheelbarrow? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to haul this thing around. I'll tell you what. Uh, Four, uh, forty-five hundred, and I'll take it off your hands for you. How about ten? Goes six, eight, seven. Deal. All right. I know you want to keep it, but there is logistics for where we're going. <laughs> yeah, I was mostly saying that for his benefit of okay. hearing me say I could fix it. So, <laughs> so yeah, he uh, goes ahead and I also. Transfers over seven thousand credits to you. Cha-ching. Send it out to everybody. Would those sonic gauntlet things be something Kerr might be interested in? I guess we already sold them, didn't yep, we? Too but, late. Oh well. You've got everybody gets seventeen fifty. I've got my They're they're integrated weapons to it. You'd have oh, to okay. like you'd have to like pry it out of his cold, golemy flesh. So we just get seventeen fifty. Okay. Ooh. And now I have confirmation I'm not the only person with money in this group anymore. So. <laughs> I assume from that... How do I spend 1750 I was going to say, right? I assume from that little uh, jaunt, we are all quite dusty. Yes. Um, before we go where to where we may never return, I'd like to see if we can find some reasonable lodgings and take a, a nice hot bath. Yeah, because not only are, is there like a lot of dust kicked up from the drive, but you're also like charged, so it's all sticking to you. And um, you also, are... if we're charged, uh, can I apparently try to discharge it on uh, like sparks? Hey, oh yeah, it's 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 effortless. Just, Whether you want yeah, to or not, can... like anytime you open a door, you're like zap. Like they don't allow latex balloons here because they just stick to everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If we have hair, is the hair kind of like... It is. <laughs> so my entire body is just like... <laughs> yeah, straight you look up. like a poopy Pomeranian. <laughs> You're kind of in the same boat, uh, boat that the uh, Vlaka is. Mm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Noemi's having fun. <laughs> I think that's Jessica, but yeah, probably <laughs> Oh, no. Maybe cut your hair short. <laughs> yeah, right. The only reason I thought about doing it to Sparks is because your name is Sparks. I suppose it is kind of what it says on the tin. <laughs> says, so what's your business in town? Funny thing, um, we're actually looking for a red door. Oh. Is he a door about a man? Well, uh, yeah, that damnedest thing. It kind of just popped up. Uh, really? Yeah, about six months ago or so. Huh. Uh, is it like against a building? Is it just standing in the middle of town? No, that would be really weird. It is against the building, but no one really remembers working on it. None of the local contractors came in for it, so whoever installed it or got permission from the building owner didn't tell anybody else. Anybody go in or out of it? Oh, yeah, a few people. What street is it on? Oh, uh, it's over there between uh, 6th and Market. 
<laughs> Sorry. I was hoping for a different street. <laughs> I really don't know what you were asking about, but... Elm Street. Oh, okay. Freddy's house is a red door. Oh, okay. So people come out of that door, huh? Uh, we've had a few. Oh, uh, weird folk. Yeah. Dressed like crazy. Crazy and how? Did one of them have a wooden arm? No, I didn't see anything like that. Hmm. Uh, just like weird, uh, like not not planet prepped. You know, you don't really... And plus, like, you would expect people to uh, come here to come from, from you know, one of the one of the major cities. I and mean, from here, it'd be Kroon. But uh, folk we, like, we never, ain't never seen. I mean, not like... I mean, there's plenty of folk we've never seen. It's a big galaxy. But typically, you'd come from the wastes, not... A cellar. How are they dressed? Uh, what? That was what I asked. Oh. That wasn't the answer. Yeah. Either. No, sorry. Uh, a lot of you're all just kind of bombarding me here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, one was just dressed in uh, real fancy, like in robes. Uh, another, damnedest thing, head to toe in metal. I told him, get inside, buddy. You've got a death wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, the metal. Did it look like it was? Like old-fashioned armor? Uh, I'm, I ain't no historian, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, let's go get cleaned up and lock the door. Oh, uh, can I find out what his name is? Please? Yeah. Uh, Vanek. Vanek. Well, Vanek, I, when we hopefully return, uh, if we need to get back to Kroon, should we uh, see you about a rig? Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to help you out. Great. Uh, hey, as long as you're doing stuff in my recommendation, if you head over to the higher ground in a tavern, then that is where uh, you let, drop my name. They'll get you 10% off your room and a round of drinks. Oh, fabulous. Hmm. And I, I can't flip a credit at him. <laughs> you can. Uh, a lot of times you have like... Oh, like I just like... Like a cred stick? Yeah, you have yeah. like little cred sticks that are in denominations. Okay. I'll toss them like a... What's a reasonable, like, hey, thanks, like five? Five, ten. Okay, I'll send him a five, five credits. He says, I'm much obliged, and, like, really smoothly, like, just pockets the, the cred stick. All right, so you make your way over to the higher ground. Most of the buildings are fairly squat here, uh, going down subterranean as opposed to reaching up towards the electric sky. I'm making sense, yes. The lightning rod on the, the facade of higher ground extends about 20 feet taller than any of the other buildings nearby clinching the pun effectively <laughs> you walk into a little like entry area with like a coat rack and a place to throw your overcoat and your like protective gear and you can see a bunch of not even like lockers just like coat racks and things like that there's nobody Kinda like cubby holes yeah there's nobody there like checking or anything like that it seems that the folk who make their living here would never dream of taking someone else's protective gear uh there's a sign that says uh, establishment below and has an arrow pointing to a spiral staircase from beneath you can hear some music linting up and uh, walking in you notice right away that the the ambient charge seems to drop by about 40% uh, your hair begins to de-poof a little bit and it's just a little bit more comfortable you're not shocking yourself as you're touching everything what do you do um well I, I I'm gonna go down the stairs and uh I think before we establish getting a room, I think we should just get around and celebrate that we made it here in one piece. No argument here. All right. As you uh, come below, you, the room is well appointed uh, in light. It's illuminated kind of um, moodily. Like it's uh, not too bright. And there's sort of areas of, of gloom that a couple of people kind of are uh, congregating in. Uh, you can see a few people in that kind of interested lean that like a date would have off to a couple booths and there's like a din of conversation that doesn't raise too loud. It's not like a raucous place, um, but is it's kind of like a constant drone in the back. There is a bar off to one side and a bunch of round seated tables. A hearth is inset into the wall uh, and radiates heat, although it does flicker a little bit, clearly being a hologram uh, as you kind of move through. A, you can see speakers inset into the ceiling playing like kind of soft ambience. It seems to be like an acoustic jazz kind of equivalent, but not really anything you're familiar with. It's not unpleasant, but it's not anything you're like that kind of grabs you necessarily. 
Behind the bar, you see a four-armed humanoid. Two arms are like crossed, not unpleasantly, but just kind of uh, relaxed across her chest. And the other two are cleaning a glass in the universal symbol of, I'm a bartender who's not currently serving anybody. (laughs) On her face, it's mostly human, except she has four eyes, basically a second set just above the first set, and a like double set of spectacles. One of her hands kind of comes up from the cross and kind of gives you a little wave. And she says, Welcome to Higher Ground. I'm Tamsin. What can I do for y'all? Well, we're new to town. Uh, we're just going to celebrate making it here. So I think we're, before we do anything else, I think we're going to get a round of maybe whatever your local speciality is. She says, well, we've got a few different options depending on your pleasure. But what I would recommend is the Circuit Breaker. little cocktail that... uh." As about 30% alcohol, 30% mixer, 30% post-electricity resistance. Sounds delicious. Oh, by the way, uh, Vanek sends his regards. He sent us this way. Um, we're also looking for lodgings. Oh, fantastic. Rooms for each of you or are you guys paired up? I'm getting my own room. Likewise. Same. But it's all on him and I just heard sparks. Hey. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> He goes, that lodging's reasonable here. We don't have, uh, we got some vacancies, so don't worry about it. We can accommodate each of y'all. Uh, so it'll be 80 credits for the night with the discount on there, and first round's on the house. Oh. Circuit breaker's all around, or do you want to mix it up? I'm taking a circuit breaker. That's That's a circuit breaker. Let's do it. Okay. The drink is cool and has like a, almost like a Pop Rocks kind of tingly sensation across your tongue as you drink it. It's like a neon blue as well. Whew. Not going to go with electric blue? I, I won't. Okay. Neon blue it is. <laughs> He's not going to go for the low-hanging fruit. No, I just missed it. Now I'm salty about it. <laughs> it's just, you know what? I'm not. <laughs> Neither are you. Nobody is. <laughs> I mean, it's a little surprised the music wasn't ELO. <laughs> say. Also, Tower of Power actually is a band. It is. Mm. So. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, you guys get some food. It's local fare. It's mostly, uh, it's like imported um, like breads, you can say, but they have some local uh, meat available. Uh, I love a charcuterie. Hold on, let me throw a little deeper scent on here. A charcuterie meat plate or cheese plate? Meat. Yeah. Oh, then they get you covered. Like sausages <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. yeah. As uh, Tamsin's bringing it over, she kind of looks at you and says, uh, Kerr, says, ooh, um, this is all like local reptiles. That's not going to be offensive, right? No worries. Okay, great. Uh, and then hands over like a like a sausage plate with nothing identifiable, but fairly delicious. It's a uh, a bit. It's fairly spicy on the like the Thai food spice scale. It's at about a four. Okay. Okay. Does Kerr partake? Sure. You don't mind eating lizard? Tastes like chicken. I will think of Isabella, but <laughs> in your heart. <laughs> yeah, I might try to strike up a conversation. Um, with uh, Tamsin, is that mm-hmm. right? Uh, about the large lizard that we saw. See if she knows anything about him. I figure it's like mammals. Like we eat other mammals. Like yeah, hmm. it's a wide enough class. She says, uh, "Oh, that's great! You guys got to see one of the electric behemoths out there." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sparks got some good pictures. Oh yeah, I'll like pull them up on the screen. Oh, these are great! Ooh, you got the burrow cycle going. That's really impressive. <laughs> Um, it's like we're those awful people sharing our vacation yeah, right. photos. Please look at all my slideshow. <laughs> she says, "Yeah, they're kind of gentle giants, but they are quick to ire if uh, if messed with." Uh, you guys did a good thing keeping your distance there. The uh, all the charge they store, they can they can discharge as well. They've got a electric breath that will turn a rig to smoldering scrap from. About a quarter mile away, if uh, if brought to if brought to bear, I mean, even with the the grounding of the capacitors, those things have they they're just not prepared for that kind of output. Well, I'm glad we listened to our gut. Ooh, she's a beaut. Uh, do you mind sharing some of these with me? Um, sure. And she's kind of like airdrop pulls them off the and off your data I pad. I feel like Kerr's like blurts out like her name's Elizabella. <laughs> <laughs> what a pretty name for her. All right, Isabella. She taps it into her uh, pad and saves it. Hey, thanks. Uh, one dessert to share is on me. I appreciate the uh, the yeah. picks. 
Sure. It's like a, a very rich chocolate tort. Yay. Nice. With lizards in it. <laughs> <laughs> More lizards. <laughs> There's just tiny little lizards sticking out of it. Just little... <laughs> <laughs> little tails. Why? <laughs> <laughs> to pull out little crispy tail. <laughs> it's the crunchy bit of the dessert. <laughs> no, it's just a good chocolate. <laughs> it's delicious. It's very... There's got some creams on there. Some Nothing delicious cream. Lizardy. <laughs> oh, why? Lizards aren't known for their creaminess. <laughs> they aren't when you stuff them full of cream. Say if you blend them long enough. <laughs> well, okay. Oh, no. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> we are off the rails. <laughs> Sorry. I blame yeah. Jess. Yeah, no, it's, I'm getting punchy. Uh, all right, so you can all get your rooms. Uh, you have a good night's rest. You heal hit points equal to your level plus your con. Oh, I'm back at full. <laughs> I'm still at full. Well, that's the more accurate statement, but... We get our resolve back, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's right. That's right. How is Kerr doing? I'm back at full, too, with that uh, round of healing. Oh, good. Yay. Without the ring, I wouldn't have been so... Yay. Yay, ring. Yay, ring. I'm not doing my own homebrew. I think that ring is one of the best homebrew magic items I've ever made. <laughs> it's just it's like great. exactly on the axis of what a primary damage dealer wants to dam- slash damage taker wants to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the next day, uh, you have some. There's some like continental breakfast included. A little bit of like eggs and um, like bread. Tiny, <laughs> tiny muffins. Don't hmm? freaking tiny say muffins. it. Tiny no, muffins. You yeah. <laughs> You're. Some kind of ba- like, like She's a little, so hard. little bacon and sausages. You can get like a waffle if you want to. <laughs> lizard bacon. <laughs> little tiny crunchy lizards. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it looks like most of the fare has been imported. Her face was turning red. <laughs> she got her lips closed so tightly. <laughs> uh, so that's all included. You have uh, you have your meal, and so now what do you do? Well, I say we. Um, we have some some funds. Do we know if creds work in Ravenloft? Uh, no. So maybe we should find. Do we? Is there anything we need? I mean, can we? Well, we should probably buy food because okay. we don't know how quickly we will get things that can be used as funds. I mean, like even just going off of the little bits we've heard, like. It seems like, like a different place, a very different yeah, place. Yeah, I don't like even if like even if they weren't using like D and D currency, there's no it is highly unlikely they would use our currency. Okay. So we don't know how quickly we'll be able to gain currency we can we can use. So going in with at least some food. Um I think it'd be kind of the primary thing. Okay. I'll see if um Tamsin can either because obviously they, they use cured meats and things like that. So I'll see if she can provide anything or if she knows someplace we can go. They have like travel rations, basically. Y'all probably want to head over to the general store. It's run by this ornery old awakened bear, but uh, he's real a big softy. Uh, just don't tell him I said that. He'd be real cross about that uh, news. Um, just don't, do not haggle with him. Whatever the stock prices are, pay that. Trust me on this one. Is he actually a bear? Yeah, but he's got higher brain functions. Oh, I figured that part. I'm just, you never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just be a really hairy man, or, or it could just be like a, the description of personality. Fair. But an actual bear is also on the list of possibilities. Nope. Yeah. Sentient, opposable thumbed, ursine fellow. Uh, real nice once you get to know him, but a little prickly. And, and uh, what's his name? Uh, his name would be Maurice. Maurice. I kind of wanted to be Yogi. <laughs> so I think. One, we should maybe stake out the door and see if anybody comes or goes. And But we also need to go to the general store and get provisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, you all here at that red, for looking for that red door? Oh, indeed. All right. Well, I just told you, between 6th and Market, uh, it's down this alleyway that's kind of real nondescript over on your left. I didn't have the guts to go in there yet. It's too weird and mysterious. Despite living on a planet where lightning constantly strikes, I'm just kind of, that's a bridge too far for me. Magic doors or whatnot. Mm. But uh, good luck to y'all. Thanks, yeah. We kind of don't have a choice. Not a good one. Nah. I mean, we could just shove sparks in it and run away, but... Hey. <laughs> we would never do that. Well, that seems like rough going, but I'm not, I'm not here to pry to y'all's business. 
but if you do want it to tell, and like two of her <laughs> hands go down to the bar, and she kind of like leans forward, like, hmm. Well, there's nothing much to tell. We're chasing a man, and the only way to find that man is through that door. Oh, that sounds like the start of a great story. If you get back, I want to hear this the the full events. Yeah, I hope we can come back through that door. <laughs> that is an accurate statement. <laughs> So when we come back through this way, you're on. All right. Well, best of luck to y'all. So right. I'm going to say we can shop off camera. Okay. Um, Maurice is kind of terse in his dealings with you. Like, welcome. Hello. It's this much. Uh, and if you follow Tamson's advice and don't try to haggle, it's all at market price. Yeah, I wouldn't haggle. I, okay. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to be like, what is that? She doesn't know anything. She's just from around here. Like... All right, so we're going to basically kind of fast forward past that part and we can shop between sessions. Cool. As you approach the down the alley to the red door, uh, you can see it's uh, wooden as opposed to like ceramic or metal like most of the construction here. Um, it seems kind of have like an archaic look to it. And on the front of it, there's a like a long serpent uh, wrapped around a like a globe, which you can see through gaps in its coils there are two like wings sticking off the back of the beast and its mouth is open in like a roar or a call i knock on the door can we do like mysticism or anything to see if the symbol means anything uh yeah i'll allow it 22 no 32 excuse me 32 okay that's a little bit better sorry um you both recognize this as sort of a stylized representation of a creature that uh, a mythological creature called the world serpent uh, you knock and there's no answer from within, but the door does kind of crack a little bit. I open it. All right. It's ready uh, to go. You open the door leading to a a staircase descending. There are candlelit sconces uh, going down, illuminating it. And as the red door opens, we will end for tonight. So thanks for joining us on this adventure. Uh, we are moving towards actually a pretty cool little bit, which I'm going to leave as a surprise for next week. But if you want are enjoying what you're hearing and you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon now, patreon.com slash die by the dice. We've got some cool bonus content for patrons. Uh, you can also go ahead and tell a friend if you want to support us that way. Word of mouth is great for little podcasts like ours. You can talk to us on Twitter at die by the dice and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. 